Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ideally Though. Ideally Though. I'm your host Erica and with me is my hubby, my bestie, my butter squad. Yeah. What up? We are officially in 2024. Yeah, first episode of the year. Yeah, we made it to another year. Yes, thankfully, because last year was fucking crazy. I, did, I went through a, a, a quick YouTube like flashback thing recap like a recap of the year and there was so much stuff that happened that i even forgot about that happened like the train crash and like whatever it was or whatever that like did all that stuff with the fish we talk about these things on the pod but i was like holy crap so much packed into a year yeah you know craziness ensued so definitely happy we made it to this yeah i'm happy to make it (laughs) Because, you know, like, at the end of the year, like, the first of the year, you're like, oh, God, who who just died? Yeah. You know? Oh, my God. So, I'm, real. Just, I'm just blessed to see another year. Amen. I'm happy. I feel like it's going to be a... Like, every year, I'm always looking to up the ante. For sure. I, for I sure. feel like this year is going to be a, a big, thriving year for me and the pod, so... Yeah. I feel like. I think so, too. Yeah. I do think so, too. Now, right when we hit 2024, we get this bomb dropped on us uh-huh. in the shape of an interview with... Shannon Sharp <laughs> <laughs> and Cat Williams. Yes. I was like, "Whoa, Cat! You, you, everybody catching straight bullets." Look, he that that whole interview was insane. When it comes down to telling truth, because you know, like what you really notice about Cat is like he never goes and does any of these interviews. Not really. He don't really yeah, he promote. Doesn't. He don't do any of that. He really he just tours. Yeah, you know, because he can do that. Like he's that type of comedian. He's built that stature, right? And then when he finally does go on something, he usually, it's usually a big deal. He unloads. He unloads. Like he did with Wanda and all that shit like a few years back when he roasted her on her radio show. When oh, I was yeah. Fight. Wanda Smith or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. was like last year. I yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Like he always has at least a, like that moment where, it, oh, cat's on? I'm about to pay attention to it. Now I had to write down some stuff because there were certain key points about the interview that I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he talked about the kings of comedy. Oof. Is he wrong to say that like Steve Harvey and people like Cedric the Entertainer are not funny? What do you think? Okay, um, I don't think he's wrong because he's a comedian. He's you know. he's of the business to be able to judge other peers, right? Mm-hmm. That's one. Two, uh, when you start doing the history later and you know things, and you start looking at all these other instances where his jokes could have possibly been reformed. I won't say stolen. You know what I mean? But you don't like, want to say stolen. I don't know. I think maybe. It could be a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I lean over to Stolen. Don't, I mean, because yeah. it, it looked like it. But at the end of the day, was he wrong for saying it? Not at all. Because he's he is one of those people who can absolutely judge who's funny and who's not. One thing I like about Cat Williams is that you can, for the most part, fact check him too. True. Yeah. True. So That's very you true. You can look at his stand up on Comic View with that joke versus Cedric on the King's King Comedy. Comedy and be yeah. like, Ooh, that was very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and incredibly cinem- with similar. With Cat Williams saying he did it in, in 98, and mm. then the King's Comedy come out in 2000. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's not unheard of that people go to comedy clubs, 
they and they still joke. So what's interesting is I ended up watching Gary Owen, the the white boy, yeah. right? The, you know, he part of the crew. But <laughs> <laughs> but I was watching his podcast because he got brought up in the conversation, yeah, right? He, and he his his basic uh, understanding was is like I didn't I hadn't sold my soul, so that's why I haven't crossed over to that yeah. right, other side. And he gets it. But he also said that he seen Cat in the Bay in like '97 doing that joke. Yeah, see, you know what I'm saying. It so adds up. It, it, all these things add up, and that gives more credence to like Cat doing the actual interviewer appearance because he doesn't do these things. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I do. I believe that these people were jealous of him. I see jealousy in comedy all the time because I watch a bunch of you know comedians in general, and those fallouts happen frequently i think what happens is that you're a big name and you go kind of like bring it on right like oh this person's a no-name person i feel they joke who's gonna care who's gonna know yeah but we're living in the age where we are gonna hold you accountable and there's video yeah now so we, we can now we can recoup side by side things yeah. and be like oh really nigga like you really gonna do we go that? over there and, and do our history now but for a lot of comedians who came up a long time ago they're like this is not new they people still jokes all the time, all the time. even like uh mark curry from like hang with mr cooper he had an interview that resurfaced in 2019 where uh-huh. he was saying that steve harvey stole his jokes and, oh. and things related to like hanging with Mr. Cooper that you would see in like a Steve Harvey show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cat Williams talks about that and too. And Cat Williams talks about that too. You're right. So it's it's so weird to see how in the you would think like in the field you're in there's a bit of camaraderie. You know what I mean? You would think brotherhood, sisterhood. Exactly. Yeah, within. But then the, the amount of backstabbing because this person may just be better at writing or just my this one just is better in and quicker at times than wit. You know what I mean? Could just throw you off and go, I'm going to steal this nigga's joke and then go make a career off of it. I think everybody can make their own judgment. True. You know, would you rather see a Cat Williams stand-up, you know, special, or would you rather see a Steve Harvey or Cedric Entertainment? Truth be told, I would rather see a uh, a Cat Williams one. And have you seen a Steve Harvey hour special? The only thing I can genuinely think of is Kings of Comedy. But it wasn't even... But he was the one who was the host. Yeah, he was like his. He wasn't even a set. You yeah. know what I mean? So, he was the DJ or whatever they were called. Yeah, they called, yeah. Um, the MC. So MC. Yeah. So you've never seen a Cedric the Entertainer like I have. hourly special? I have. You think Cat Williams is funnier? Than yes. Cedric? Okay. I do. Yeah. I do think he. I think Cedric is clever. Yeah. Um, and I think he is genuinely just an entertainer. So he isn't. I don't think he is necessarily a full stand-up comedian either. I consider him an entertainer, though. You but see what, what does he do when you think about entertainment? Is he singing, dancing? He's not doing all that. He has, and he has done, done that on stage in the past. He hasn't done it, do it anymore. I don't think yeah. he's done it in the sta- on stage in the past. Uh, that was his quip to get like on the comedy mm-hmm. route. But Cat Williams is totally funnier than him. Yeah. He is way more fu- I think Cat Williams is more cerebral, and I like cerebral yeah. comedy. Yeah. Um, it is hard to be a comedian. Yes, very. It's hard. So when you're having to write your own material and having to try it out at these clubs and you may get booed. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you finally find your niche and then you find out somebody still it. That's going to, I'm going to be a little pissed about it. Yeah, for sure. You for know, sure, for sure. I mean, I hope they can work it out because I love, I'm not going to lie. I love Cedric. I love Steve Harvey. I don't think Steve Harvey is funny. He's more like country. I don't think he's funny at all either. person funny yeah. with certain things. Yeah. I, again, I've never seen him. He got less kind funny of, the older and cleaner he got. Yeah, and when he opinion. got the when he took the high top off, it was like <laughs> you ain't <laughs> like a Lego piece. <laughs> it was like, 
Uh, that's not funny. Okay, so on the interview, he also talked about the whole Ricky Smiley thing. Right. And how Ricky Smiley says that he was supposed to be Money Mike. Can we believe that that was really a thing? Absolutely not. You know why? Because his comedy has was always in a clean kind of church way, rooted kind church of thing. rooted kind of like making fun of. I mean, and older this is, ladies, it was older ladies, and it was a different time. You know, uh, mentally handicapped individuals yeah. and things like that. So, <clears throat> I don't think he would be the type to play. Money, Money Mike. Mike. It at just all. did not go. Not at all. And I was like, okay, I can see that. Like, I can see where cats coming from. I was like, like you said, no one's gonna give you a role and then say, let's switch. Yeah. That just doesn't happen. No. no. Um. So, and could you see Money Ricky Smiley being Money Mike? It just not at would all. not. It, it just, just doesn't. Never... It doesn't even fit in my head like that. Yeah. You know? I, I I'm interested in knowing how you feel about him making that contractual statement. That in his in the next movie that he did with Ricky Smiley, Ricky Smiley had to be in the dress. And I was like, he was in the dress in first Sunday. I said, listen, <laughs> this is one of two things. You just saying that because it would match with what happened on first Sunday, <laughs> or that's a legit thing. But was first Sunday, first Sunday wasn't your movie though. Like right. I don't think that Cat Williams had the call to be like, I'm putting, we can put Ricky Smiley in the dress because you wasn't even main character on the damn. No. You're right, but who knows at this point? At that one, I was like, ah. It's a good I, shot. Yeah. The way it I goes, like, it's still a good shot. It matches, but I don't know if I believe that. I don't think, <laughs> you know, no, I would think no grown man, no matter how much they get, feel like they're getting paid. And even then, I don't think first Sunday they was paying crazy much. I, if somebody told me, well, you can be on this, but Cat Williams, who's almost level with your character, says that you can't really play your character unless you're in a dress, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And if it, unless it was coming from. Like Ice Cube, yeah. Or I he talked to Ice Cube. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think. But like, how much stake do you have in that? You know. I like to imagine that did happen though. It's just me and Shot and Freud. It makes me funny. It, it's funny to me. It makes me warm inside. I was just like, <laughs> what? Another thing I liked is that he he is a humanitarian. Yeah. So I've already knew things like the lady who played in Dale on like the Parkers and Moesha. When she was going through her cancer, they say that he actually brought her into his house and he was taking care of her before she died. Yeah. They don't talk about that in the interview, but yeah. that's just some things people need to know about um, Cat Williams versus him always getting like arrested or getting beat up by 12-year-olds. Like, <laughs> you get to know that he is a humanitarian. Also, on the interview, um, Shannon Sharp said, hey, you paid for Melba Moore's like, uh, star on the Walk of Fame. Yeah. And he made a great point that should she not get her flowers just because she can't pay for them yeah you know so and i think the well i think we talked about this on previous episode that it costs like ten thousand yeah. dollars to get your start it's a ten thousand dollars so yeah. i mean you can get nominated for it but you still your stuff has to get come out of pocket yeah, i think it's, it's kind of fucked it's, up. it's weird yeah and it, it that should ultimately be changed but uh i definitely uh see the the brightness that cat brings to the the comedy world because on even Gary Owens' pod, I watched uh, on a few other ones who, mm -hmm. who have spoken on other comedy ones have spoken on this, small ones, but uh, they've basically said that on many occasions they've witnessed Cat give a dude five, ten minutes, pay him out like a thousand dollars. Yeah, I've heard that too. You know, on many occasions, that's just what he does. In fact, he he said something about on, on the interview in particular was like, if you tell if you pay me to come to your little podunk town. I might and pay me a hundred thousand dollars. I'm gonna take ten thousand dollars of that and go down to your homeless district and give it to those people. Yeah. 
And it's not for the gram. It, yeah, and it's not for the gram. And he said, because, you know, who am I to take this money away from these people when you paid me to come here? Right. It's like that type of stuff I, I see valiance in. You know yeah, what I'm I mean? hoping that, uh, you know, because I feel like he got blackballed. For sure. Absolutely. So people aren't going to want to listen to him or people think that they're that people are not going to listen to him. But I think that's why. I think his courage and his voice and him standing his ground always yeah. and being true to himself mm -hmm. is what kept, keeps him blackballed in those areas. But that's still the reason why he's as successful as he is. I think that this interview is going to skyrocket. He's going to he's not going to be on that list no more. I feel like people like Steve Harvey, unfortunately, Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry. Yeah, they know that if OK, you're we can blackball you. Yeah. And you can say whatever, and people are not going to believe it's you. It's a different world now. You don't yeah. have the t you can you have all the reach in the world, but still, and yet you don't, because I can choose to not look at you yours, and I can see the other's opinion pretty quickly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Social media and the internet is a, is a gracious thing. Mm -hmm. It's also the worst invention we've ever made ever. Yeah, <laughs> but like, like you can blackball somebody, but they could still gather an audience. Yeah, so I'm not really worried too much about Cat Williams. I feel like he did fall off for a minute, and it was a whole bunch of like legal stuff. But I think honestly, this interview, yeah, is gonna we're gonna probably see more of him, and I think his peers are gonna have to show some goddamn respect for sure. And put some because he demanded his name. That nigga demanded it. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm gonna put some respect on his name for sure. I even saw Columbus Short said something about his encounter with Cedric the Entertainer. It wasn't a good one, mm. so he can believe that what. Cat Williams is saying it's true. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. All right. One of the last housekeeping things I want to talk about is this whole Jeffrey Epstein thing <laughs> and these files coming out in the last couple of days. Now, one thing I want people to do is don't just read the headlines of things. Actually, take your time and read some documents because it's a lot of clickbait with just <clears throat> bringing out names like, oh, Michael Jackson. Oh, shit. Michael Jackson is into some freaky shit. Oh, shit. People are saying Whoopi Goldberg was on some false fake files and she even said something on her tv show a couple mm -hmm. days ago like i think people need to see because sometimes some of the uh when they were interviewing like one of the underage girls it's just names getting brought up not a list of them you know yeah, they're not on course. this list of nastiness yeah i have my own uh thoughts about it because i i've watched enough of the like F epstein documentaries to mm -hmm. know that he was just a, a giant con man that could get into rooms yeah. So when you're an individual that can get in the rooms and be around people, there's going to be photos, yeah. and you're going to be around them. And if you gather enough information or 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 friendly enough, because there are those you know black male types and those you know actual friendly types. Yeah. You know, if you get around and have enough of that, then you can have people come to your shitty little island and all that bullshit or whatever. But like, you're still around. You're still like around philanthropists and entrepreneurs and actors mm -hmm. and. Just because of who you are and you've conned your way into the room. It's an interesting thing to see these people come up on the list, but also knowing that, like, they also didn't have anything to do with it. It's yeah. also, you know, it's human. We're in rooms with people all the fucking all the time. time. You, know? you know, you have pictures, old pictures of people with Donald Trump, because at the time, that was, like, the status. You wanted to be Donald Trump because it equated with money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so now people are like, oh, you know, when you see old pictures... Sometimes people feel like they have to explain themselves. Like, oh, hold on. We was just taking a picture. We was at a Christmas party. Yeah. Woo -woo -woo. yeah. Um, but I did see some names that did kind of uh, have some red flags, like Prince Andrew. Um, it was stated in some documents that he had underage sex with, like, um, a girl. 
Hmm. three separate times that's disgusting yeah, yeah and then like something about stephen hawkins and i was like okay y'all being real nasty yeah at this point. but i've also seen that too yeah i've seen that too they were they were like he 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 would go to conferences with a bunch of the scientists and then like pay for them to like come out to his yacht and then like they would Do like what? have they would have like actual meetings and talk about sciencey shit and then they would leave. He would treat them. And they like a lot of the, the people in the, in the doc. No, a lot of the people in the documentaries that I were watching was like, no, it's it's interesting. He, he had a weird air about him. Yeah. But like in certain instances, it was really business. Yeah, I think if we got an actual straight list, you know. Oh, that's just that gonna redacted. Just like, we ain't gonna see a lot more. Yeah, of you that. know, you want kind of like a list that goes down the road, like the nastiest to the non-nastiest. There was a uh, there was a Republican man, a congressman or, or statesman, some somebody. That say that uh, there might be some redactions on that actual list because it could implicate a lot of people in Congress type shit. Well, so. we need to see it. Shoot, I, I mean, put the names out, get them out, get them out of here, put them underneath the jail. So that's can, never gonna happen. No, nah, it never will. We, they're always <laughs> they're always protecting their own, so that's yeah. not gonna happen. One thousand percent. The files that the press is reading is just like it's the only basic a little shit. piece. It's cookie cutter shit. Yeah, yeah it's cookie cutter. It's shit. a lot of information, but it's yeah. I want an actual list. Yeah. That would be nice, but that yeah. shit will get redacted. We ain't gonna see it. All right. Well, do you want to tell the baby girls what we're gonna be talking about today? So you wanted to discuss uh, a few predictions and a few goals yeah. that we have for the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was interesting uh, because mine are kind of bleak. <laughs> you know, you want to start the year off right. You I mean, know? yeah. If we start, if we are starting the year off right, you know. Then great, but I do have some bleakness that That's I think might fine. happen. I always say like find reachable goals. Yeah, and if you can do kind of like a vision board of what you want, because when you see it, you sometimes feel like you can achieve it versus just mm-hmm. staying in your head. Also, might not tell everybody about what you want to do because you get people who intentionally and unintentionally are gonna kind of feel like or stifle your dream a little bit. That's true. Goals. Yeah, I mean support is pretty. Yeah. Pretty paramount in a lot of that growth situation stuff. I mean, goals can be attainable uh, yeah. easily, depending on how you go about it. I bet on myself a lot. I think so. It's easy for me. I think people who don't, you know, think about attainable attainable goals, or they don't have any goals for themselves. When you tell that person, they're like, "That's not going to happen," because they know it can't happen for themselves. Or they think they can't happen for this. I don't think yeah. they know it can't happen for you. Yeah, so they're going to tell you, like, that's not something you can reach. Yeah. But because they can't do it. Those people, you know, that's that screams insecurity to me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that screams insecurity to me because at the end of the day, if you're not willing to bet on yourself, how do you move forward on anything? You have to want to do better and want to grow. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the, like, the num- normal kind of goal that I would have for the year, but that's extends into life kind of deal yeah. so that's like a zero if i had to put like zero one two and then three it would mm-hmm. be zero is i'm gonna definitely continue to try to bet on myself and do uh bigger and better things especially because as i've gotten older and i've learned myself even more i like me more and yeah. more you know what i mean so i do want better and bigger just for myself alone because that that type of era uh around me and having that aura around me and that energy around me i think it seeps into other aspects and people in my life too yeah so yeah yeah so i don't like to do resolutions because more like i'm gonna lose 10 pounds this year it's more like goals i set i put in my phone Mm -hmm. for the year Mm -hmm. 
a lot of them I achieve and some I'm like, oh, well, this one's a little bit bigger that can go into the next year. Mm. I try not to do anything too big. I learned that when I go too far out, like, oh, I, you know, I want to do something in a year or three years. It just doesn't happen. So I have to start off small. Mm. Like, okay, um, in the next, I know, two months, three months, I want this to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's very small things that end up turning into big things. You know, start small and then work your way up. That's that's interesting. I like to look at the biggest picture and then break it apart. Yeah, that's piece. good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So like one of the first things I want to do, and again, I don't I don't share my big big goals with people. So y'all only gonna get like surface level ass goals. Sorry, but like one of my goals, and it's cute, but I've always wanted to do it. But now that I'm kind of traveling and doing things, I wanted to go to Comic Con. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's one of my first goals. Like I want to go. Yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, I know the San Diego one is pretty fun and, and good because the they have one. like, yeah, the big one. So yeah. they have The Walking Dead and they have other, Movies I don't know, like AMCs and, and, and yeah. It's it's everything. It's, it's I've been to Vegas Comic Con, so that's, that's okay. a tinier one. But in that, I think that was at the like Riviera Hotel when it was like a thing or whatever the fuck. But uh, like... Uh, it's it's a it's panels for people okay. and you get to see different actors. They have vendors there with con their like her own comic books. So it'd be like their own like indie comic book vendors oh, or cool. local like people or mm -hmm. board games. It's pretty pretty dope. Nerdy as fuck and it smells terrible because really? people fucking don't shower, bro. <laughs> These are guys that've been in their room for hours and it's days. People because the nerdy chicks smell just as bad. Well, you know, I'm not one of them, so you know I'm going to be coming in real cute. <laughs> yeah, you but, probably turn some heads. So that's cool. I, I mean, I think why I chose Comic-Con is because it's something that is reachable, but I always pull on the back burner. So it's like, no, this year I want to see about going to even a small Comic-Con. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. I like How many Comic Cons have you been to? One. one, and it was that one Vegas one a long time ago. Long I have ago. a friend who will always go out here. Mm -hmm. He said it was a lot, so I was yeah. like, "Well, maybe I'll start from one here, and then I can work my way to ones in different states." The the, the top one you wanted to go to is San Diego. That's the one that's like yeah. I want to meet people. I want to take pictures. That's the one where everybody's there. There's you know lines galore. And, yeah, you know, no space in the hotel rooms because everybody's booking it. You know that type of yeah. Shit. Um. Those are that one uh, is like the top tier one you want to go to. So yeah, starting out, you know, smaller and yeah. seeing what's around you for sure. That's a cool goal. What That's is cool. one of your goals? Okay, okay. Um, this is more or less a a idea or more or less something that I want to find my passion for again, and I want to do more graphic design stuff. Okay, look at you. I I used to be really good. I mean, getting published in like the Las Vegas Weekly mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and uh, I used to find it was very cathartic for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I put a lot of just anger and stress and a lot of stuff in my artwork. And uh, a goal of mine, especially with uh, the podcast here, yeah. I'm able to you know, you know, give give you ideas and shoot you things and make things for you that are pretty cool and you know different. And I feel like. Uh, Having that, it's been scratching my itch lately, but yeah. now I'm noticing I have an itch. You know what I'm saying? Now and it's I need time to, to scratch it. Now it's time to scratch it. So I think I want to get back into that, and I think that that portion is going to help with another portion of my goals. Okay. Talk about and you're very good at, like, learning something, and then if you haven't done it in a while, um, you, like, self-teach yourself again. Yeah. YouTube, <laughs> and it's stuff. quick, too. Yeah. yeah, so you're really good at that. So yeah, Thank you. Um, I think another goal of mine for this year is going out the country. Ah, so yes. I already have that already planned, 
But, you know, when you think about sometimes our parents, our grandparents who just stayed in the same city, yeah. stayed in state, and they never thought outside of that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of big for them to see us as millenniums kind of starting to, yeah. you know, venture out and stuff like that. So this year will be my first trip out the country. Mm-hmm. And it's just up from there. Like, I'm really ready to get white girl wasted and <laughs> show my ass. So I'm excited <laughs> about going out the country. I got my passport. So, I mean... I'm starting off small and then I'm, you know, throughout yeah. the next couple of years, just go to, I want to go to a different country every year. So that's my goal every year going to a different country because now we're vacationing three times a year. So that's it's nice. Like that's nice. Country, country, country. Uh, Okay. Well, that's a goal of mine and it's going to be met. So uh, also because of work in general, I work with Europeans. So <laughs> I'm going, going out of the country. Yeah, you're going to be going that out is the- a goal and it was in any way, but like it's going to happen. We have like Vienna and Costa Rica and Poland in mind. Man, so lucky. I'm incredibly excited to go and since you made me a pra- passport bro last year, uh yeah. thanks baby. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm able to go and this is going to be a good time. I'm excited for that. So that was honestly one of my goals. Is that one of your goals? That too? was one of my goals. So okay. it's weird that you picked Copied me. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> I ain't got a vision. I didn't copy you. I had this on my my vision board for two years straight. Nah, copy me. Uh, yeah, that's my goal. What's yours next? Um, the next one is to be um just continue to be more financially stable and keep working towards financial freedom. Uh-huh. Okay. That's always gonna be my continuous goal. It's probably never gonna leave my list. <laughs> <laughs> but, when That's you, fair. but when you can get to a point like Rochelle off of Everybody Hates Chris where you are, I don't need this job. My husband got two jobs. Like that is a great feeling <laughs> to know that you really don't need a motherfucking job and you don't need to do shit for these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just be on your podcast and look cute. <laughs> like that is the best feeling ever. And still get your coin. And still get your coin. Best feeling ever. So it's just continually working towards financial freedom. That's I respect that. That's my goal. I respect that. A lot. The final goal, and it kind of ties into the graphic design thing, is I want to finish up or at least get close to finished with a project that I've been working on okay. with uh, some of my, my, my best friends. Uh, little indie work thing that we've been working on for a number of years. Uh, I give a major shout out to uh, Bar and Oni in particular because uh, those guys there are constantly doing a lot of our like pre-production stuff. Okay. For a lot of the stuff that we've been working on, the graphic design stuff has given me the itch to start doing more things for said project. Okay. In particular, that uh, it's it's something that I want to do. I want to get as close as possible to finish this year, so that if I do finish this year or we do finish this year, that we can ultimately release. Or the top of the year is going to open up to just. A host of brand new opportunities with with this project. I'm gonna hold y'all to it, you know, because uh, you know y'all y'all main thing is always, oh, well, we busy, we busy. I want to hear that. Uh, we are busy. We're all busy men. We all everybody a, busy. But in a higher tax bracket than most. And, and everybody busy. <laughs> and when you get in higher tax brackets, people need your time more. But often. you know what? You have to make time for your own thing. Yeah. You no, know? you you are absolutely right, and that's why that's part of the actual goal itself. Mm-hmm. It's it's really focusing in and getting more of that portion of the project done especially what uh my bros need of me mm-hmm. to make sure that we're accountable and and moving forward on that because uh we are 
talented in our own right, and we have the capabilities that, like, if you put us together, it feels like the Avengers, no lie, because of all the, like, the Which one, the you couple, Black Panther? Uh, knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would be. <laughs> the darkest one in them, motherfucker, yeah. So, y'all, you know, working together, y'all just a powerhouse. Yeah, we're a powerhouse. I mean, when we get together, it's 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 all energy, and we can, like, really do shit. And so, um... That that goal, having that set in mind and having that energy behind me, is going to make sure that that goal is going to be met in my eyes. In okay. all honesty, yeah, yeah. I think my last goal, and this is going to be a thing ever since I started my pod, is just continuing continuing to get more listeners. Yeah. Continuing to just do better on YouTube. Yeah. Um, just working on just my craft and, and brand yeah. with with uh, ideally though. Yeah, ideally. <laughs> so that's what. My goal is for my last goal is just to keep it's just up with okay. with this podcast. All right. Well, now, madam, I want to know at least a few predictions for the year. You know, I actually wrote down some predictions. Okay. Um, just so I didn't forget. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Okay. So some predictions for this year, and this is all like kind of just like for the culture, mm. uh, pop culture thing is, uh, Pedro Pascal is going to get an Emmy this year oh okay he so the 75th emmy awards comes out on january 15th oh, okay. there's like 24 nominations for the last of us oh i think that he's gonna at least get one with the fucking odds yes yeah he's gonna get one <laughs> it is hosted by uh, anthony anderson so i think that's gonna be fun and funny well i hope you so know? but i say uh, pedro pascal is gonna at least get one emmy nice yeah. oh, okay okay um i yeah, more on the bleaker side. I love no, that's how, fine. Like, we, I love how yours is possible. You do tech go. and stuff, so no, I do kind of like pop culture. I'm more in the so. tech realm, and I think we're going to have a lot more tech jobs lost. If you don't in add AI to some whatever you're using or whatever yeah. you're working it's with, like a standard it now. It's, go, it's becoming that. Yeah. Which, thank you for talking about my next pred prediction. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> my uh, that prediction is we're, we're going to see a huge... Huge amount of layoffs, more so in the uh, in the tech realm. We saw a lot last year with a bunch of different companies, you know, laying off of more people. But I predict that there's going to be a few more smaller tech company layoffs, bigger gaming company layoffs because of uh, just projects not being of the right quality and things, uh, and people pulling out a lot of money now. Do you think that the quality in games have like tanked? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had a good game gaming year last year. There were some pretty good titles, but the quality was still very not mm. the great, the greatest. Those the diamonds definitely st stood out. You didn't have to dig for them. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, I do, I definitely feel like the tech realm, in one way, shape, or form, is going to have a lot of people losing their jobs. And my second prediction is the reason why. Okay. Yeah. Um, my next prediction is that Haley Bailey or mm. Holly Bailey mm -hmm. and DDG. That rapper, I think they're gonna get engaged this year. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know why she's still hiding it, but we can obviously tell that you're pregnant. Uh. And the reason why, because you only show your breast up now. <laughs> <laughs> your dress is all puffy. Yeah. I know she even talked about why are you guys saying that? You know, you can tell I'm pregnant because my nose. Because with black women, especially, our noses spray when we get pregnant. We ain't stupid. <laughs> I wish she would just come out and say that you're pregnant, and we can all be like, girl, we knew. Like, you shouldn't have like right. waited so long. But they've been together for like two years. But I have a feeling this year mm. on her birthday, Valentine's Day, something. Mm. If he hasn't already in secret, I think that they're gonna get engaged. Okay. 
Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Next, next prediction, one? just as bleak. Oh, honestly. Uh, I think that those layoffs are going to be attributed to AI becoming a tech standard now. I think oh, most yeah. applications, if not all, in the next year to five are going to have AI within them, and it's going to become household at that point. Mm. Um, so we're in the beginning or nascency of AI becoming household product, valuable. Uh, your refrigerator in five years is going to talk to you about the recipe you're making yeah. and respond back um, because of AI. And we're on our way there, and that's why I'm saying that those layoffs are going to be a thing. Now, I, I think it sounds cool to you know have it become a, a partial standard, but I think that the the other edge of that sword is we're not training these people to like know how to use these tools. We're just getting rid of them, you know, and that's yeah. not fair. You sh if if anything, we should give these people chances to use these tools, to learn these tools, to even possibly improve these tools. Right. But um. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So, yeah, AI is going to become an absolute technical standard, and we're going to start seeing all that shit in TVs and microwaves and fridges and all that other shit in one to five years for sure. It it can always turn in, and this has happened. I mean, I think that these prediction in movies show, like, I am, what was it, a robot? Or I am a robot or minority report and yeah, all like, these things, yeah. I, I saw, I think this was in Australia. Yeah. You know, don't quote me, but there was this like robot that like fucked this man up. Yeah, and the I was dog. like, God damn. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then this one lady said that her Alexa was calling, like always saying stuff to her husband, like <laughs> always only talking to the husband. I was like, we gotta be careful with you know. Yeah. I mean, yes. Do I want to? You know, we need to be in 2024. If you don't, and you're like one of them people who are like. Oh, I'm not gonna get a bank account. Oh no, I'm always gonna have me a, a church phone. You're never gonna. You're not gonna survive long. Not gonna survive long at all. But I do think there's limits to certain technology. There should be. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> funnily enough, that goes. Damn, you're What's good. What's your third one? No, you're, <laughs> you're good. You get the last one. All right. Well, my third one is is that we're gonna be forming a Congress Regulation Committee on AI this oh, year. Oh my god, I, I was thinking like, about that last I year. I feel like. It's become such a huge thing and proponent in most technological ways, and it's made so much traction and caused so much information that with this election coming up this year, they're going to start heavy on trying to regulate how AI is used, worked, what can be framed, what cannot That's be. That's how they're going to push the votes. Absolutely. It's an election year, and we have a tool that can change the world. With misinformation alone, you don't think somebody out there is going to start making talks yesterday about right. regulating some shit before elections come up in November? Mm -hmm. For sure. That's okay. definitely that's my last predict. I told you you were all kind of bleak. But, but. these are good ones, so we can always go back at the end of the year and be like, did those predictions actually come true? True. You know I'm a psychic. Stay so. tuned. Stay tuned. My last prediction, and this one is just based off of just what happened in the last week. I think Cat Williams' um, stand-up special on Netflix yeah. is going to do numbers. Yeah. I think it's going to take him out of the shadows of being blackballed. Okay. I think so. Okay. Um, he's supposed to film it in May. Ooh. So hopefully we'll get it by the end of the summer or nice. something like that. Yeah, Very yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. I think Spike Lee was supposed to direct it or something like that. Sweet. But I think this the interview is just going to propel him yeah. um, to do numbers with 
his comedy special. Yeah. I think he's going to do multiple comedy specials. Probably. And they're going to do numbers. And then, you know, having numbers speak for themselves. So yeah. then we're going to, because then we're going to come back into an age of good comedy. Yeah. I because think so too. it's been very, it's not been good. We've speaking, gotten, speaking of, yeah. notice how nobody's talking about Dave Chappelle's latest one lately? I want to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I was just about to say something about Dave Chappelle. I think that he's shown improved with his stand ups last year. I think Monique has. I think Marlon Wayans has done some good stand up. Hmm. Um, but I think once Cat Williams does it, it's going to actually have a bar. You know, it's gonna, we're going to have to hold comedians to a certain level. We'll see. You know, the standard is going to be up there when he does this. We shall see. So I think he's not going to be blackballed anymore, and people are going to have to show and prove. Like, numbers don't lie. Fair enough. So do you have any last words of wisdom before we get out of here? I actually, one quick comment on your, your prediction. Mm-hmm. Did you see the numbers on the podcast yet? On on Shannon Sharps for that? I think I saw, I'm not sure, two million or something. It's almost three point like something. Million? Cra- yeah, I million. thought I saw two at it's some point. Great. It was 2.5 yesterday. Two days ago I watched it for two and a half hours and I said this is so it's, good. The, the craziness is how many eyes are coming to it. You're absolutely right in your prediction and we are going to toast on that end. Uh, yeah. That's all I got for you actually. Alright you guys, well remember we drop our new episodes every Friday audio wise on all streaming platforms. And you can catch us on YouTube at Ideally Though Pod on Sundays. Please like, subscribe, yeah. hit the bell, yeah. rewatch some videos, <laughs> re-listen to catch the, them shorts, bruh. Yeah, catch the shorts. We're starting to put shorts out. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye. Yeah.